Psych. It's your host, Aiden Moss. I'm all alone. The boys deserted me. I had Sarah coming, and then he had some excuse. I think he set me up. I think he wanted to see how I do all on my lonesome. And so we're going to find out. It's not going to be pretty, let me tell you. In fact, it's Friday night. It's a preseason game. We're not going to take this too seriously. I don't want people to overreact because of the three-point shooting. Don't want people to overreact because the offense was not so wonderful. It's preseason. Okay, let's not take this seriously. Let's not take me seriously. Um, no, I'm joking. Welcome, everybody. Aiden Moss here. Um, we just watched the Houston Rockets rookie and sophomore their way around to a 116-100 win over the Toronto Raptors. Um, yeah, you know, it's hard to really come into these and and give you some, like, true um, – true analysis i don't know what to think you know it's like i watch a guy like scotty barnes and i just i'm thinking to myself it's not it's not cockiness or arrogance but he just looks like he doesn't give a a hoot you know like he doesn't look like he's focused i don't know like maybe they went out last night who knows but he just doesn't really seem to care and so it's like the whole time i'm thinking you know probably most of these guys don't really care They, they you know it's like they're just trying to get their cardio in they're just trying to get their reps in so we can't overreact to a game like this. Um, I mean, sure, we can talk about the shooting. Uh, it's definitely an issue. I'm just going to look it up. I think Josh Lewenberg said, like, we're something for something over the last six quarters, which is horrible. We were six for 34 tonight, which is just utterly disgusting. But I'm going to look at the, the, the bright side. For one, um, I kind of liked how our offense looked early. Like, I I was thinking in my head how this, and I used to be a big Baltimore Ravens fan back in the day with Ray Lewis. I think our team is going to be that. It's like, we're just going to be as ugly as possible, and we're going to be more physical than we've ever been because everybody's just bigger now. Like, Precious is big. Scotty's bigger. OG is a monster. And we're just going to, like, like hammer it at teams, I think. Like I think that's going to be our plan. It's like run it up the middle, run it up the middle, run it up the middle, and then hopefully every once in a while we'll hit a couple of threes, like a like a, a deep pass downfield. Like that's kind of the feeling I got tonight, and you could see it. Um, you know, Precious missed a couple of bunnies, but he got to the rim. OG had a couple of nice moves. It's always nice to see him under control um, and finishing in traffic. Pascal's doing his thing. Scotty's really the only one that, to me, looked kind of out of sorts. So, uh, but I don't know. It, it was encouraging to watch. Um, you know, other bright sides, I would say Delano Banton looks like he's really kind of carving out a role for himself. I feel badly for Malachi Flynn. Like, this guy it just can't catch a break, whether it's injury or confidence or bad timing or being compared to Desmond Bain or whatever it is. You know, it's like it's – the poor dude is just maybe maybe Toronto's not meant for him. <clears throat> maybe he needs to start fresh, you know, um, and go somewhere else where he can kind of like thrive. Because I think I think he's a good player. I think there's room for him on this team. God, it, we could see it, you know, like he he can shoot the three on a pull up. Barely anybody on this team can do that. Um, 
he can handle the ball. Like not many guys can do that in, in like as a guard. So there is space for him, but I think he's like Banton is just kind of removing him from the picture. Um, if Banton's hitting that mid-range jumper, which he has over the last couple of games and getting to the rim at will, like he, it's going to be hard not to play him because of on the defensive side, what he brings and that he is in some ways more than Scotty, a one man transition machine. Like, like, you can see uh, Banton reminds me of kind of like those toy cars where you wind up and then you let go. And it's like as soon as he gets the outlet pass, you're letting that car go and he just rips down the floor and finishes. And his touch is be- much better this year. Um, Orange highlighted this. Like I think him playing and um, in FIBA, the FIBA tournament, him being the lead at Summer League, it's really shown that – it's built his confidence and and his game has, has slowly expanded. I'm still skeptical in the half court, but in these preseason games, he's looked very tight. Um, so that's encouraging. What else do I got? Um, Houston's going to be fun. Like this team has, they're kind of in some respects, a smaller or a less developed version of the Raptors, right? You have, in the front court, you're probably going to have Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, who looks very good. Looks like a, a real steal in the draft already. He had a great game. And then you're going to have Shengun or, I mean, maybe Garuba if you want to be really defensive. And then the back court, the back court you got Kevin Porter Jr. and um, Jalen Green, who who's going to be very, very, very good at some point in his career. That's like a very fun starting five. And then they got a couple guys on the bench that, you know, can can do stuff. That's that's pretty interesting. Ty Ty looks like an interesting guy. Josh Christopher, maybe. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting about somebody else. But yeah, they they they're gonna be fun. I would definitely put them at the top of my uh, league pass list. Um and honestly, I think no. Ben, who we do not want Kenny Martin Jr. because he can't shoot a lick, so he's out. Um, I also think this is the time type of team. This is why like preseason B is like irrelevant. Like this is the type of team we absolutely demolish in the regular season. Like we just overwhelm them with our strength and our savviness and our intelligence and our like veteran experience. Like I don't think if we go into that game with like the serious mindset with our full team, we just like throttle the life out of those guys. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, but it is encouraging for Houston fans to see that. Uh, rotation comments, very little of Wancho tonight. And it's funny because on the on the broadcast, they put up uh, uh, Raptors contending for a spot and Wancho wasn't even on the list. And to be honest, I was in that camp maybe two weeks ago. I like, you know, you pay this guy full money. He had a wicked um, summer in Europe. Like there, there's little reason to think that he's not making this team. And that might still be the case. I mean, you don't really want to cut 2 million for no reason, but Bo Cruz has not looked all that great. He's been reticent to really do anything. Um, he was, I think one for three tonight, or at least those were the shots I saw. I think, I think, he's going to be fine as a shooter. Like I think those, those percentages will round out, but I think 
the thing is, is they're talking about Sfi in the chat. Like Sfi could get to the rim, and he was willing to try to get to the rim. Bo looks or Wancho looks very hesitant. Um, you can tell, like as soon as he gets the ball, he's almost looking to give it up. He really just has that pump fake and go. And then when he's stifled, he's he's stuck. Um, I think, like, I like the idea of him if he's going to be your, you know, 11th guy that you you plug in there as an athlete who can shoot and maybe mix things up. But you can't be shy. And I think that's the one thing that's really going to hurt him is he's the guy out there. Even DJ Wilson looks a little bit more aggressive and willing than Wancho does. Wancho really doesn't want to do anything. And our lack of rim presence on the offensive end is such a big deal that having a guy that is even more um, adverse to taking it to the rack than others is like, it doesn't, it doesn't bode well, bode well. So, I mean, at this point, you got to think that Josh Jackson is knocking at the door. I, I do think Champagne and Banton are getting passes. I wrote about this today, actually. Like, I, I think, there, you know, I call it organizational bias. And I think we invested our draft picks into Banton and Champagne was undrafted. doesn't matter. I think they they really see a lot in these guys. And poor Champagne is just keep, keeps getting injured at inopportune times as well. But he's an elite, elite, elite defender. And he has, or sorry, rebounder. Like his offensive rebounding skill is is something else. I interviewed Champagne um, in training camp and I looked up some of his stats and he was eighth in the NCAA in offense in offensive rebounding. I'm going to get these stats backwards. He was 20th in rebounding, I believe in, in the NCAA and eighth in offensive rebound. We're talking about a guy who's, you know, he's six, 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 seven uh, rebounding at a very high level. If he can get his corner three going, if you can get a little bit off the bounce going, like I think Champagne is a legitimate prospect um, and somebody we want to keep in our system. He's already shown when he goes to the G League that he he can rip. And so um, I think the upside of guys like Champagne and Banton mean they're they're absolute locks. I would be really surprised if they cut Champagne. Uh, so that boils down to the one last spot, which we thought was Wancho, which I thought was Wancho. And now we got Josh Jackson, who didn't have the best game today, but defensively, still looks to be the best of the guys battling to get into camp. Um, and he didn't, and so on the defensive end, he's probably the best. And that's something that nurse is obviously going to love and pay attention to. But then, like I said, with the Boston game, he was scoring at all three levels. He hit a three, he had a couple of nice, you know, in the lane scores, he got to the rim. So Rim pressure, like I said, is something that the Raptors just desperately, desperately need in any any aspect at all. And so, um, yeah, Josh Jackson's got a good good chance. I like Gabe Brown, but he's he's too raw. He's too one dimensional. Um, I think um, I think he's going to do well in the G League, and I would keep an eye on him. Um, but I don't think there's room for him on this on this right now or on this roster uh i'm just looking at the chat uh yeah justin hurt his hamstring i want to say something his hand is healthy he played and then he he heard something uh recently um also throw questions in the chat it's just me and you all so 
I'm happy to just respond to questions. Um, interesting not having Freddie out there. I like those lineups are always very fun to me because it's truly, truly the vision, the Messiah vision, you know. Um, uh, so it's Scotty, OG, Pascal, Coloco, and and who am I missing? Scotty, Pascal, OG, Coloco, and Trent. So, I mean, Trent, like, doesn't exactly fit it, but it, it's kind of cool to see that bigger lineup. Um, they are bullies. And I think, it, 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 yeah, it's interesting to see. I, I Scotty didn't look like he was fit to, to lead that team at point today. But in the future, that might be something that we're going to look forward to. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to see the dynamic without Freddie. You know, like there's a little bit more space, especially with having a guy like Coloco who doesn't want the ball. There's a little bit more room for guys to get their touches and do stuff with it, right? Um, namely, OG, I think. Uh, Scotty tried and he struggled, but I think giving OG a little bit more um, opportunity to, to do something uh, is good for him. And this is, again, why I advocated for Gary going to the bench because you know Freddie's going to start. Um, and so, yeah, that was interesting to see. Nice little test. Good for Coloco for getting the start too. I think I don't think he played as well today, personally, but um, there's promise there for sure. A lot of promise. Yeah. Um, you guys want to ask some questions? Otherwise, I'm going to get out of here and go have another beer. Um, Yeah, the question is, uh, Iches123 asks, why is is um, Scotty the best option as a point guard? I think I think that's a good point, especially in the half court. Like, he's not necessarily the guy you want initiating an offense. He is probably the guy you want on the outlet bringing the ball up in transition. I think more so than most. He, he, even, he demonstrated tonight even. His ability to, I mean, he was sloppy with his passes, which were just, a, was kind of a piss off, but he's, he is a great passer. Like, yeah, I think he had that dish to the left to uh, Banton, I think was on his left on that fast break. And it was just like, he's just a natural in that. I like, I think him more than anybody else other than Freddie is best bringing the ball up in transition. So that that's where I see him most as the playmaker. Otherwise it's, you know, Make him the Kevin Garnett of Minnesota, right? Like, let him bring the ball up, start the offense, and then send him down to the post where he can go. He can go uh, do his thing. So, and yeah, exactly. Denial says like he needs to be more of a bully. I hundred percent agree. And he, you know, he's he's the last two games, not this one, but he's had this nice little fadeaway out of the post that he's hit. But he does he does need to just kind of jam the ball into the post. I mean, we said it all last year too. He just needs to take the ball and just muscle these guys out of, out of the way. And I, he'll learn. He'll, he'll, um, in the off season, you know, Rico Hines and other guys were talking about Pascal learning to be a killer. Like that's not something that comes naturally. And we, we heard this about Scotty coming out of Florida state. Like he, he always deferred. He always gave it to other guys. And even last year, it took him a little while to be the guy. So learning how to, to be a killer, especially when you're not the number one option on a team, especially when you're only, you know, 20 or whatever. Um, it takes time. So I think that might be part of the reason why we're not seeing him be such a bully. 
Um, Amit asks, who is Scotty Pascal going to pass to if we have no shooters? Fair point. I mean, Pascal didn't exactly bring any praise for shooting today. He was one for six from three. Um, ben Hood asks, does Scotty fail to recognize his own mismatches? Yeah, I, I'm like I said, I just think it's it, it, he's not looking for them. Um, or if he sees them, he's not he's not being the violent post player that we want him to be at times he does and i think he is um he does fall victim to confidence issues a little bit right or like intensity issues that he, we saw this last year like when he lacks his intensity when he's not locked in he does look a little bit lost um and i think we saw that a little bit tonight and tyler brings up the travel yeah like that could be something i mean victoria was five days of of two a days plus scrimmage then they go to edmonton like there's just been a lot so i i don't i'm not going to overreact about preseason anymore other than like little things that i think stand out that could be you know prescient of things to come um anybody else have questions um the i'm sure you all saw the the draymond green punch i feel like i should talk about that because it's, it's so like prominent in twitter um that that's just it's just not acceptable like if dre dre's gotta be suspended that he could have he literally legitimately could have killed jordan Poole with a punch like that like he was like a superman diving punch into his face um sucker punch like Gotta hope Dre gets out of there, or that he's he's suspended for some period of time. Didn't like that at all. Uh, why? Oh, Nate, Nate, you like the stash, or you're a beard guy? It's the last days of summer. I gotta uh, gotta have the stash out. Yeah. What else? Throw throw some questions at me. Um, otherwise I was surprised by the tight rotation. That was another thing. Uh, like watch didn't play much Downton and Jackson didn't get in until the fourth quarter. Oh, you know, who did play well was Kem. I think Kem's really coming along. He finally looks healthy. He was kind of, uh, causing some mischief out on the three point line on switches. I think, you know, we're getting really excited about Cloco, but as fans, we get overexcited about like new shiny pool things. Um, and so I think, sorry, Van Hood, I missed you. I'll grab it. Um, and so I think we're like over, we're overlooking Kem. Like, I think we've all written him off, written him off. And even last game, I was kind of like, is Kem out of the rotation? But I'm realizing now that I think like Kem's going to give a defensive presence that this team needs. Um, he's another guy who doesn't need the ball. He's just going to do what he's got to do. And, uh, I think tonight there's a reason why he got more run is that Ken, nurse wants him to get back into game shape because they know they're going to be using him a little bit more um, than we think. Um, Coloco's decision-making. I actually think it's better than one would think. I don't know. Like it, it decision-making in my mind is also positioning. Like he's finding himself in the right spots and he's making decisions quickly. So those are promising things. Like we talked about it yesterday when I jumped on with Oren and Zarar, you know, his growth from summer league to now is like in summer league, he was like 
Hashim to be, you know, like he, he was just a, a large physical specimen that was just trying to figure out what the hell to do. Um, and then in these, in these preseason games, um, somebody give me some analogous player who looks like a competent NBA player, right? Like he's not there yet, but he's learning. And, you know, I don't think we give enough credit to guys who are young that have the intellect or the, whatever, the understanding of the game to absorb things and then practice them in real time. Um, and he's not always in position. Coloco had a couple of mistakes tonight. But for the most part, he's making the right decision, the right play. He's not sewering the team's defense at any time. Um, yeah, totally Van Hoey. Like he, 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 there is a reason why he was defensive player, the or Pac-10 defensive player of the year. I mean, sometimes in college, it is just because you're big. But I think, I think it's an indication of his understanding of where to be on the floor. Um, Amit asks, when Otto comes back, what do you think the rotation looks like? Oh, you don't want to know what I think about what the rotation should be. Wait, do I think what it should be or what it's going to be? Because I I truly have – I've said this before, Amit. Like, I really think Gary's got to go to the bench. Um, and I fine, you want to put – like, I thought Thad – Oren thinks Thad in the starting lineup doesn't make any sense. Fine. I don't know that Kem in the starting lineup makes any sense. Fine. Like put Otto Porter Jr. in there if you want. Okay, like that's that's cool. You don't lose any shooting. You have a guy that that can defend. Um, kind of uh, bigger spots. He's definitely not going to like like your team's not going to suffer with having him on the floor. Your offense will be a little bit. Uh, well, it will be more lackluster with him on the floor than Gary. But then you, I think you counterbalance that, and then you bring. You know, if you look at it this way, then you have Gary. Um, Thad, Boucher, Precious, Banton. Like you could really run another five unit if you wanted to. So that's why I think the starters should be uh, the core, the core four, and then um, Otto Porter Jr. or somebody of of like from that rotation. Man, even put Boucher out there. What the hell? I don't know. Like why not? Right? Like. I think Boucher's definitely earned more minutes. He's proven what he can do and what he shouldn't do. He's still prone to jacking when he shouldn't, which he did, has done the last couple of games. But, yeah, put Boucher out there. I think we have a lot of um, – we have enough coming off the bench now as far as, like, energy guys that we can afford to to move it around. I think they're going to keep it as is, though. When they – in Victoria, when it was starters versus bench, it was – you know, Gary as the fifth guy. So I think that's just the reality. Lulz. Pac-12 defensive players of the year include Russell Westbrook, both Gary Paytons, Mobley, and Andre Roberts. Well, I mean, to be fair, those are all good defensive players, except for Westbrook when he decided to stop playing defense. So I think you proved your point. Um... What else we got? Aiden, do you think the league might have figured the wraps out? Let make them shoot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's certainly the strategy everybody's going to play, right? You know, clog the paint, make it hard for Pascal to do anything. Although, like, Pascal's almost at a point where you can't guard him, essentially. Like, 
Tyreason did a pretty good job tonight, actually. And there are certain types that can guard him, but he can. He's now at a point where he's hitting uh, that mid range over whatever the defense gives him. But other than that, I mean, it's going to be a problem if we're not hitting threes. We're we're going to have trouble getting to the lane, and we barely get to the lane as it is. And you know, I don't mean to overreact to Toronto's offensive system, but I have said for a while that I. I don't love it. I think few love it. And so we'll see if there's adaptation over the course of this year, if our shooting really continues to be in the cellar. Um, but, you know, OG is, is an elite three-point shooter. So is Freddie. So is Gary. Pascal's coming along. Scotty's coming along. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't be hitting at a, de- a more decent clip. So I'm not ready to overreact yet. Um Who wins one-on-one between Orin and I? Uh, well, I can't say that without Orin being here. I feel like it's only fair that I wait till he's here. But I am not 5'8". Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, any last questions? Otherwise, it's Friday night. We all got to get off our computers and go on to our video games. No, I'm joking. Um, oh, do I have any other last points? You can you can clearly tell I'm less smooth than Samson, but whatever. Good for Gabe Brown. Had a couple of a couple more three pointers. That's always good to see. He is that is the only reason why he's on this, his team. He has a very unorthodox shot. Not only is he left handed, but it's so flat. Like uh, Jack was saying, it's like a, a little dart. Um, uh, and he and it like his follow through is like kind of like flat as well. It's a pretty interesting shot. Um, yeah, I think that was it for my notes. All right, I'm gonna sign out. Thanks everybody for attending. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't, I'm sure most of you are already signed up, but as you know, Raptors Republic is uh, using a paywall now for written content, including yours truly, which my five things came out. Uh, today. So if you want to read it, you have to subscribe. It's six bucks a month, which is literally nothing. Super cool, independent uh, website we are. All of the money goes into the content creators. Definitely encourage you to support us and um, subscribe. If not, sign up to uh, this, subscribe to us, follow us. Van Hoot, I don't know why Harper hasn't played, although I don't know why Harper's on the team, frankly. He hasn't shown me anything. Um, so I hope, I hope he's just young and needs to grow. And I think he will in the G League. Thanks, everybody. Have an excellent long weekend. Do like the vid. Um, retweet us. Do not the vid, the video. I got to I realize now how that comes across. Uh, really appreciate you coming here and listening. And we'll see you Sunday. I think Sahal is going to host. And hopefully he's not all on, on his lonesome. Cheers. Catch you later.